Meatloaf famously sang, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I mean, have you experienced love like that? Love with a but in it. Love with boundaries, love with conditions. Love that will not do certain things. Perhaps love that was spoken, but not acted out. A fair weather love that only appeared when the going was easy, but disappeared when things got hard. How do you love? What sort of love do you have? Do you place conditions on your love? I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Well, let's look at the example that Jesus set, the lessons that he taught to his disciples and also to us about love and how it should be acted out. Towards the end of John's story about Jesus Christ, he talks about some of the last moments that Jesus spends with his disciples before he dies on the cross. And the scene is an evening meal. But actually the atmosphere was really tense because the political situation was getting a little bit dicey for Jesus and his followers. And Jesus hints heavily at there being a traitor in their midst. And he says that Peter, arguably his closest friend, is going to betray him when push comes to shove. But then Jesus had something really important, a lesson that he wanted his followers to learn before he went to his death on the cross. Now the disciples had already started their meal. You can imagine them reclining uh, on cushions, eating bean stew, um, eating bread, roast um, lamb and olives. And then Jesus does something really out of character, something really strange. He gets up from eating, he takes off his outer garment, he ties a towel round his waist and he fetches a bowl of water. And you can probably imagine the disciples stopping and wondering what on earth Jesus was up to. And then Jesus does something which would have been totally unthinkable. He started to wash his friend's feet. Now let's stop there because that is pretty disgusting. I mean, not only would their feet have been a little bit cheesy, but they'd been walking around in the dust and the grime and far worse of the local roads. I mean, this was a job that no one wanted to do. The disciples obviously didn't want to do it because they were already tucking into their food despite having dirty feet. You wouldn't even expect a Jewish slave to wash someone's feet. So there is no way that Jesus, a respected rabbi, the one that disciples called their Lord, there is no way that he should be on his hands and knees washing their feet. And Peter, the unofficial spokesman for the group, pipes up and says, you're not going to wash my feet, are you? There is no way you are going to wash my feet. And then this dialogue starts between Jesus and Peter, where Peter says, don't wash me. And Jesus says, if I don't wash you, then you're not part of me. So Peter says, well, wash all of me then. And it gets a little bit complicated and weird. But then Jesus puts on his 
outer garments, he puts the bowl and the towel away, and he sits down and he starts to explain to his disciples the lesson he wants them to learn. So Jesus explains that he washes their feet because he is their Lord and their teacher, because he wants to set them an example, to do as he has done. After all, a slave isn't better than his master. So if Jesus was willing, as their Lord and their teacher, to get down on his hands and knees and wash their feet, then there is absolutely no reason why they shouldn't be happy to do the same. Now the account that I've just told you is found in John chapter 13. And if you look at that chapter, which I'd really encourage you to do so, you find that at the beginning, it talks about love. Let me read verse 1 to you. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He now showed the disciple the full extent of his love. But then if we look towards the end of chapter 13, we find that John records the words of Jesus, which once again talk about love. Let me read it to you. Verse 34, so now I am giving you a new commandment, love each other, just as I have loved you you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So here we have a chapter, an account, which has at either end of it stuff about love. And that should be a significant clue to us that actually what we have between these two verses about love is actually a demonstration of love being acted out by Jesus. A demonstration that Jesus wants to see his disciples emulate in their own lives. And what we see in Jesus' demonstration is a love which is humble, it's hard, it's demeaning even. I mean it must have been hard for Jesus because Jesus knew what was just around the corner. He knew that his disciples, his friends would desert him. He knew that Judas was the traitor. In fact, it's partway through the meal that Judas gets up, leads them and goes and tells the authorities where they can find Jesus so that they can arrest him. And yet Jesus still washed his feet. Despite everything, Jesus still loved them completely. And I think the craziest thing is found in verse 3 of chapter 13. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from, the, from God and would return to God. So he got up and he went and washed the disciples' feet. See, Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was God incarnate. He was God with us. He is God that moved into the world. He knew the power and the authority that he had as his rights. And John said it's because of that 
that Jesus got on his hands and knees and did a task that even a Jewish slave would turn his nose up at. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, said it like this in Philippians chapter 2. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. It was in Jesus' nature to be a humble slave, putting others before himself, demonstrating his love for his disciples, not through poetic words or nice gifts, but by willing to get his hands dirty, to do the hard thing, to swallow his pride. And it was in Jesus' nature because it was in God's nature as well. I mean, the fact that Jesus, God in human form, was there in the first place is indicative not only of the love that God has for us, but the humble nature God has. That He was willing to step into the mess and the muck of this world to do something that no one else would be willing to do because he loved us and was willing to do anything and give up anything in order to save us. You see, Paul, when he wrote those words, wasn't talking about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. No, he point, he's talking about something that occurs just after this incident at this evening meal. You see, Jesus washing the disciples' feet was just an echo. It was pointing towards something that would be happening just the next day when Jesus would be crucified on the cross dying as a criminal so that we don't have to. In fact, John wrote these words later in life in a letter. It's found in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So where does that leave us? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, and that leaves you with a massive challenge, a challenge to love and serve and make sacrifices, even when the going gets tough, even when life gets hard, even when those actions of love are unreciprocated, even if you don't particularly like the person. Because Jesus says that when you act in love, well, that's a telltale sign that you are one of my followers. So it means getting our hands dirty. It means stepping down into the mess and muck of life rather than standing at a distance. It's about taking risks, it's about getting your heart broken because ultimately love without action is meaningless. In fact, Mother Teresa who committed a lifetime to serving the most vulnerable and needy in our world said these words. Love cannot remain by itself. It has no meaning. Love has to be put into action, and that action is 
service. See, Jesus loves everyone. In fact, he loves you, even if you don't believe it. It's true. And he showed that love through acts of service and sacrifice. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, he is asking you to do the same. And that's a big ask. Hi guys, it's me. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but I just thought I'd remind you of something that is happening this evening. It's really exciting. We're going to be following up this sermon series, Living Like Jesus, that has come to an end today. We're going to follow it up tonight with a discussion between myself, um, Chris and Daz, and we're going to just talk about what we've learned and what's challenged us, and maybe just take things a little bit deeper. So do join us this evening at 8 p.m. We're going to be broadcasting live from just Facebook uh, this time. We're just experimenting with this. So 8 o'clock at Facebook, going deeper. And yeah, come along, hear the chat, join in by typing in the chat underneath. And it'd be lovely just to see what you've got to say and also see what Daz and Chris have got to say as well. So that's tonight, 8 p.m. on Facebook lie for about 30 to 40 minutes. So see you then. Let's get back to the questions. Bye.